Hi, bitches. What is up, ladies? It has been forever. I am fucking exhausted. And are we going to do a little toasty? I think we should. Oh, for sure. But it's, okay. it's, it's not, it's, we're not toasting the new year. It's not, it's not the new year. We're toasting, no, we're, we're toasting to 2020 and what it's given us. No, we're toasting to <laughs> the fact that CJ has a super hot fiance. What? That's me. Oh my gosh. Finally, Kyle got his shit together. We're very excited. We're very excited. They never propose on time. <laughs> listen i'm gonna write a book about this my i have a friend that she brought this theory up to me and i was like oh my god we need to like make this a thing and men's brains need to be studied that men propose four to six months after they really probably should have i don't know if i agree with that i have many of a case study to prove my theory I, I will tell you guys, he asked my dad for permission two years ago. Oh. So. Can we start calling him Classy Kyle? He probably, oh. maybe he didn't want like a COVID, like maybe he, maybe he wanted to do it earlier this year and then was like, damn. I, I have a theory that that's what happened. I'm I sure. really do. Yeah. I know. I actually have a friend that, 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 that was the exact scenario. Like they were supposed to go to Europe and he was going to propose and then he was like, well, now that's fucked. And then he ended up, like, taking her on a staycation and did it, like, in a park. We pretty much did it at a staycation. We were on Michaelers Beach. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. It was freezing cold. Wait, wait. Was Rusty there? Rusty was there. We were taking <gasps> Rusty on his walk. On his W-A-L-K. On his W-A-L-K. That's right. Heaven forbid he hear the word. <laughs> yeah, don't, dro- don't drop that hard W. <laughs> you, no, but you can't, though. You can't. I'm looking at the door like I'm waiting for him to come in like, uh, are we talking walks? I know. Or, uh, what's going on here? <laughs> now Murph is giving me the eye. Um, I literally, so you can, Matt is giving me the face because in my bedroom, I can see outside, like into the patio. And I can see that right after I said walk, he's letting Copper out. Yeah. Oh. Copper's like, yeah, okay. I know what that means. I'm going like, to go pee on it. something, even though I don't really have to pee. Correct. It's yeah. Air. It's like a poof. Well, you know what else felt like a poof? Y'all, this year. I'm so, this I'm, dumpster fire of a year. I'm so tired. I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're all like emotionally drained. Yeah. Do you remember in like when we were in like middle school, high school, whatever, when people used to do like Facebook statuses and people would be like, I'm just tired of being tired. And now I'm like, Fuck you. Yeah, you were 13. You're not tired of shit. (laughs) You get eight hours of sleep at night because your parents make you. And you have time for you and you have time for after school activities. Correct. Yes. Yes. This is also if you can hear the background, the sound of me letting Murphy out because of the W A L K. They can spell the dogs. The dogs they they can. can, They can can spell. spell. Yeah, they they can can for sure spell. I closed the door to the office, which means so Rusty shouldn't be able to hear anything. He should be in the kitchen with Kyle as Kyle makes our Wednesday night hot dogs. Oh, my God. God. Hot dogs sound so good. Well, CJ, we need you to walk us through the uh, main events of 2020. Because I, I honestly don't remember. You know what's so, funny? Before we do that, 
I saw this thing today and it was a picture of Barb, you know, Pilot Pete's mom. Yes. It was like, if you're wondering how long this year has been, this was the face of the beginning of 2020. And I'm like, oh my God. Oh my God. That feels like, yeah, last, like literally a year and a half. It does. And ironically, I was like, everybody was shitting on Barb. And now joke's on us because this year has turned us all into Barb. We're all, we all have bring her home to us energy. So. My my favorite thing I've seen about 2020 was, and I'm sure that it's like a meme or, or whatever, but I saw it as like a, like a retweet. Um, and someone was like, I'm not saying cats being released in December of 2019 is what caused all of this to happen. But I'm also not saying it's not what caused all of this to happen. Oh, absolutely. Because cats was weird and scary. And, and no one should have to go through that. I forgot about that. I think I suppressed it. I don't it. even know what you're talking about. The live action cats, Elizabeth. They they turned the movie, they turned the musical cats into a live action movie, and it was weird because they edited out where they were like private parts were. But you don't remember how Jason Derulo was mad they edited out his bulge? Jason Derulo. He was mad. It has to be said that way, it's true. <laughs> I don't remember the bulge and I don't remember the cats. Well, Taylor Swift make was in it. Sad. Yeah, Cats was tough. Taylor Swift did what? Taylor Swift was in Cats. No. But we all know we all know she can't act. We've all seen her five minutes of screen time in Valentine's Day. And her one line in New Girl. I love her, but she can't act. Yeah, she can't. But she can do everything else, so whatever. Quite literally everything else. She's wearing the shit out of a shacket on the cover of Evermore. So. <laughs> it's true. I looked up to see which one she had, and it's a $2,500 Stella McCartney shirt jacket, which obviously I, I cannot How afford. How does that even exist? Um, I could give Stella a call and ask her. <laughs> Stella, what are your thoughts <laughs> on, your, on your designs? And then I'll be like, hey, is your dad around? I have some questions about the Beatles for Paul. Oh, yeah. So this year I had a lot happen. Um, I have a list of 18 topics that I have color-coordinated into <laughs> – um, uh, muy importante, which means most important on Espanol. I've never um, been more turned on about a color coordination. Oh, it's great. So muy importante was classic highlighter yellow. Got it. Um, general news is a classic highlighter green. And then pop culture is a blue. For personal effects that I felt should be interested is a fun hot pink. Yum. Love it. I understand yeah. all of it. So I'm ready. So uh, we're going to kick off um, this year with what truly turned 2020 into the queen that she came to be. And that was COVID-19 landing our shores via cruise ships and the airport in Seattle, Washington. Love her. So while the people of Wuhan were getting legitimately welded into their apartments for 76 days, um, we here in the U S were like, it's fine. It's not a big deal. It'll just go away. It's fine. It's not a big deal. It'll just go away. Um, and then obviously through months, weeks and months of total mismanagement, the virus has completely riddled our country, becoming a global pandemic, while we are like the hot spot at this point. Um, we really didn't think it was going to get any worse than what we saw in the Lombardy region of Italy. Um, and a lot of what happened in Europe, in Western Europe, happened because they have some of the oldest populations in the world. Um so a lot of their citizens were automatically at risk to begin with. The U.S. has a lower population. It's a much more broader mix of, hum- of like ages. Um, and so we really didn't think it was going to 
turn into the situation that it turned into over here. But as that rapidly changed, um, as we know, the government didn't really know what to do. And they sort of left it up to states to make decisions about uh, like shutdowns and quarantines and mask mandates and things like that. And as of today, we have over 310,000 like coronavirus related deaths in the United States. Which I will say, and we touched on this in an earlier episode this year about the structure of our government. Like it is true mm-hmm. to our government, as your father says, being that we are a republic, that we would leave things like that up to the state. So we just, just America being America, sometimes kind of shooting yourself in the foot with your game plan here and, and, and wanting to stick to your original game plan, even if it's not really what's making sense. Right. Um, and that's actually going to leach into our vaccination process. States have always handled their inoculation situation on a state by state basis. So the federal government isn't really in a position to come up with a nationwide vaccination plan because states have their own vaccination plans. Oh. Um, and it's sort of, yeah, so it sort of goes with like what you, so the boosters and inoculations that you need to go into kindergarten are dependent on like a state by state basis. Oh. The boosters, you, you see what I'm saying? So okay. like, yeah, so that's entirely left up to your state's government. Elizabeth, remember okay. before I went to grad school in Georgia when you had to take yes. me to get my tetanus shot and I almost was like, I'm just going to change schools. And you were like, Julie? That's, honestly, like... I think I grinched her so hard down those fucking stairs. Yeah. You had to like yank her down the apartment stairs, right? I just wrapped her up and threw her down. And I was like, you're going to school. Yeah. <laughs> I cried the whole time, but I was glad that you forced me she to get like, it. She goes, she goes, I'm never talking to you again. Mm. Tetanus shots hurt though, man. They hurt for like a day or two because it's that big thick needle. Yeah, it was not fun. They leave your shoulder yeah, right. all bruised Julie, up. Julie talked the nurse into giving her a fucking butterfly needle. I probably did. And still cry. I, pro- so. I definitely moving, cried. Mo- moving on. Yeah. So, um, but at this point, uh, as of today, a little over 2.1 million Americans have gotten the vaccine. Um, all of them are frontline healthcare workers at this point. Um, I and do my know. Your grandpa got it. He's getting one tomorrow. Oh, good. And I was just going to say, and I do know that certain municipalities and counties are offering the vaccine for people 65 and up. The The scary thing about COVID, I think, was America, like, rapidly had to come to grips with their own mortality, like, over their own mortality, um, like, very quickly. And obviously, we saw terrible scenes and heard terrible things about, like, hospitals were at max capacity and morgues were at max, capa- max capacity. And they were, like, large cities like Chicago and Los Angeles and New York and places like that that had higher death tolls just because they're more populated um, would have to rent like large refrigerated semis to hold dead they bodies. did that at brandon's so, hospital holy shit that's yeah, wild so this is this is my this is my question wait hold on julie is brandon home no why damn it i have a question and maybe one of our listeners or brandon can answer this if someone dies from covid do they legally have to be cremated because it <sighs> I think Rusty has the answer. <laughs> if he if he does, it's wrong. I don't um, think. Do they have to be cremated because they died of a like? Pandemic? I don't think like, so. I, I'm just imagining like a corpse cart and people like covering their faces with rags and like a have, like a bring like, out your dead Monty Python situation. Bring out yes. your dead. Yeah. Thank you. Um, 
Yeah, I don't believe so. Um, because I would think that for religious purposes alone, they cannot enforce that. Certain okay, religious that's sects. That's fair. I just, not... was, I just was curious. Yeah. I'm in the I'm in the lucky category of like I have not had anybody pass in, that I'm close with pass away from COVID. So I, you know, I'm really, really sorry if anyone listening has. So my thoughts and thoughts and thoughts are with you. But I just uh was wondering. Yeah. I don't think so, but who knows? I don't think it's like back when we didn't have like the advanced medical care we have now where it was sort of like, you don't want to touch the body. You got to burn it. Cause it's all gross. And who knows how long the, like with plagues victims with, and, with and the stuff bird like mask. that. Yeah. Yes. Yes. With the bird mask. Yeah. So, um, COVID-19 hit you, us, us shores sometime in late January, early February. First recorded cases were in February. And then March was pretty much when all this shit hit the fan. Um, but just as that was becoming sort of like the hot topic in the United States, um, we as Americans became painfully aware of the amount of racial injustice that was also in our country um, with the recordings of what happened to George Floyd in Minneapolis. Um, so after that, the U.S. sort of erupted in riots and protests over police brutality. And all, yeah. all 50 states hosted a Black Lives Matter, a Black Lives Matter protest in some way, shape or form. Is um, that was that the first time one has been hosted in every state? Like when you I yes. was going to ask if that was it was literally the first time every single state stood up and did something like said something well, about something. it. And like. A wildly organized fashion, might I add. Um, The thing about it, though, that became super problematic is a lot of these protests turned into riots and the riots became violent and there was looting um, in major cities, Minneapolis, obviously where George Floyd was from, New York City, Los Angeles, um, and also in Portland and Seattle. Portland actually still experiences small bouts of it and they did for a while. And um, the city of Portland actually created what's called the the Chaz or or I'm sorry uh, uh Seattle created what's called the Chaz or the Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone which is essentially where um people felt that they weren't like being protected by the police so they felt like the state government wasn't doing what they should to protect the citizens of Washington and um they just uh created their own sort of anarchy society mm. weird so that's that's the, the chaz. chaz. The Chaz. Um, but aside from the stuff with George Floyd, it almost felt like that was the catalyst for a number of other things, like a number of other like terrible things that we saw. Um, you know, we had the incident with Breonna Taylor, Ahmaud Arbery in um, Georgia, and all of these instances came to light like that, like instantaneously. And it almost felt like the U.S. became inundated with all of these things that were happening that no one knew was happening. Or if we or if we did know, we just we didn't know the extent of it. So really quick, I want to interject. Yes. There's one thing that I know Sajay's thinking and she hasn't said yet because I know she's looking at her notes. We are aware and we sympathize and we empathize and we are, you know, we're aware that those are not the only situations where police brutality has correct yeah okay 
I yes. want to make sure that we make that. Yeah, clear yeah, that- no, we we are absolutely aware that these are not the only ones. These just it just felt like there was a microcosm for these things that happened all within what felt like like a two or three week time period. Right. And um, and then, you know, after these things happened, we became more familiar with all of these other instances that were occurring, not just in the southeastern United States, but across the whole fucking country. And now um, there's, there's, now there's new, there's new vocabulary that has come from 2020. And absolutely. There's all these, and I don't want to, I don't want to use the word amazing and a positive connotation because it's not, none of this is positive. Right. But it is amazing to hear, you know, to, to hear all of this and to be able to receive it as, you know, for some people, it might be knowledge for some people, it might be continuing education for some people, it might be, oh, this is obviously existed and I'm sick of having to repeat it, you know, but I just want to make it clear that everyone on this podcast is continuing to learn and change and yeah. what have you. I, I could not be prouder of our generation of people. Um, I really do think that we have stepped up and we've made a point of saying, like, tell me when I'm wrong. Tell me what mm-hmm. the correct, you know, tell me what the correct way to do things is like. I I'm not here to be problematic. Like I am here to learn and change and grow. Right. Which um, everyone shits on millennials all the time, but like truth be told, we, we really do like, like we've, we've stepped up. We've truly yeah. stepped up um, and people just need to leave this us has alone. Been, <laughs> this has been a good year for millennials. It has. It's been a great year. for Like millennials. in the sense of um, not, what's happened to us, but how we've responded to things going on in the world. I think that we've really stepped it up. That's exactly what I was going to say. We've responded to things. We've, we've responded to calls to action. We've replied to things that have happened to us in a healthy manner. We go to therapy. We have good relations. We have, we're working on relationships with our parents. Like we are like, we, I don't know, man. I just, I like, and then everyone that's in a different generation listening to this is going, oh, my God, that millennial is so full of herself. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I am. I'm a terrible being. I'm a terrible person. <laughs> I'm a spoiled, rotten brat. And it's because I was born between 1985 and, like, 1995. Okay. Well, we all discussed that the Gen Zs are going to save us all. So I personally. I don't know, man. I don't know. The more I'm familiar I become with these kids on the TikTok houses, the less sure I am the fuck's a tiktok house oh my god it's where groups of tiktokers live together houses this is something we need to do yeah like the hype house thank you we'll cover it elizabeth on another day i spent a lot of time on tiktok this year and i did not stop so offline yeah i can't yeah um so uh, we got two things down um oh no we got yeah we got we got two things down but all as we all know, every four years we elect a president, and it was CJ's favorite time in the whole wide world election season. Foghorn sound. We're you first. do love election season. Okay. Honestly, that's, that's uh, election season. Probably why Kyle waited. could be. <laughs> um, the way the drama room ha- is where Mr. G comes alive, I come alive. In yeah, you do. Season. It's very true. Uh, it's true. Um, and the, the bevy of candidates that we had was some of the most diverse people I'd ever seen. We had ladies, we had a fun gay guy, 
we had African, like, I mean, just, it was diverse. It was a diverse population. They all kind of dropped off in the end and we got Joe. Um, but it's fine. That's fine. That's fine. He is so um, sleepy. But he's so sleepy. He's so sleepy. Maybe that's why he keeps his aviators on. He's just walking Honestly, around. Honestly, it's like Weekend at Bernie's. Who knows? <laughs> oh, what a great movie. I'm fucking dead. <laughs> but Monica's favorite movie is actually Weekend at Bernie's, too. <laughs> um so this election was fascinating though because they couldn't really didn't really know what to do for a while because of covid so people couldn't meet they couldn't have these like large debates that they wanted and it took a while actually for them to even get the presidential candidate debate like finally organized because if you i'm sure you remember in typical election years the debates are just they're they're i mean we're just shitting debates at that point like Every single network has one. Every random liberal arts college in New England is hosting it. I mean, they're just, <laughs> they're everywhere you look like debate, debate, debate. It's everywhere. Like a popcorn ceiling in a beach condo. <laughs> All right. No! Debate everywhere. <laughs> we didn't have that many oh this my year. God. Let's talk about why. One, COVID-19. You can't be around people. People, bad. Inside, bad. Close things. Bad. Um, but also, the first debate we had, we as America, we sat down. We were excited. These two people who are diametrically opposed are going to go at it. They're going to talk. It's going to be great. All of us got 25 minutes in, and we looked at each other, and we were like, what the fuck You know, happening? I will say, though, the VP debates got boring to me because there wasn't enough drama. <laughs> I got conditioned. <laughs> this is this is where Julie is going to cast Chris Harrison to then. Oh host my the god! Yes, <laughs> Chris Harrison needs to moderate the next. He's going to sit down debate. with them on a couch and kind of like whisper things to them, like so you know they've said this. Well, the thing Chris Harrison would do is so that made, so that made him <laughs> he would have guy. other members of their what do you call is it the cabinet that they run with? Is that what it is? Like, like their secretaries, their cabinet. Yeah, I guess like the people they like, the people they pick, the people they yeah, work yeah, with. Yeah. I don't the know. Secretary of Transportation, the Secretary of the Treasury. Yeah, it's their their cronies, their people. He'd be, they'd be sitting out on like bleachers on the side, and he'd be bringing them in for like commentary and one on one interviews, like in the middle of the debate. Oh, it'd be so entertaining. What? Imagine they not done this. Imagine if um he'd call he'd call in the Secretary of Recreation and be like, get their yeah. ass on the phone. Yeah. Right so now. it's actually the Secretary of the Interior. Who covers all the state parks? No, no, oh, you're fine. Sorry. It's, you're fine. It's it's okay. It's fine. <laughs> it's a dumb name. Let's be honest. The, sec- the interior dumb. of what? <laughs> all right. You know, technically it's outside. They're yeah. parks. It should be the secretary of the exterior, in my opinion. <laughs> secretary of the exterior. <laughs> Imagine when they came up with that position, they were just like, um, but why the, you know what? Never mind. We'll just go with it. This is fine. Moving on. <laughs> Moving Bigger on. fish to fry. I already wrote it down. I already wrote it down, John. <laughs> we typed it up on this typewriter, okay? Whiteout's not yeah. a thing yet. Whiteout's not a time. thing yet. Um, yeah, so the first debate, as we know, was moderated poorly. Thanks a lot. Um, what was that guy's name? Chris Wallace. <laughs> I can't remember, but I do Just his glasses and his glasses. little brown hair. Mr. Pre- Mr. President, can you put Mr. President, please? Mr. President, Mr. President can you please? Get, can you, it's, it's, it's vice president. Okay, never mind. Just keep talking. That was the entire... He looked like he was late for English class in eighth grade, and he all he needed was to call his mom and go home early. 
He looks like no, he, didn't he looked be like there. he forgot that he'd had he'd said he he looked like he said he would do it drunk and then he woke up that day and he was like, Oh fuck, I've got that thing. God damn fuck. it. Damn it. This is what happens when you get drunk with the people at Fox. Damn it. <laughs> um oh and then we had our second debate, which was fine. Meredith Vieira was on fire. Yeah. Um, she was great. But the best thing that happened out of this entire election season was Savannah Guthrie, secret badass, with her town hall. Oh. That was wild. That yeah, and, was well, and wild. Al, I will. I see your, your opinion. I raise you. All of the SNL um, political sketches from this yes. year. Much like the way I come alive in an election year, the players at Saturday Night Live come alive in an election year. And that was one of the better sketches Honestly, of that particular uh, Miami town hall that Donald Trump. Did. She, they even featured that woman that you sent us the you sent us the text of. Yeah, <laughs> they did. She was <laughs> definitely hitting on Trump. And then afterward, they're like, who are you voting for? And she was like, Biden. <laughs> she introduced her and she goes, and she's real horny, by the way. <laughs> oh, yeah. She was ready to just jump on him. You have such a beautiful smile. Yeah. Oh, my God. Mm. That was great. So the election happened. Our results took about two and a half weeks to come in, um, which we did not see. Okay, so the great thing about this election, though, was Americans voted in record numbers. And not just on your standard, I'm showing up for election day. I'm talking mail-in ballots like we've never seen before. Absentee ballots like we've never seen before. Early voting like we've never seen before. The people of the United States who are 18 and older and who are registered to vote went out there and they made sure their voice was heard. Very exciting. Very exciting. Exercise your civil rights. You know what gets me, like, turned on? Exercising your civil rights. Do you ever think we should make it damn gay instead of damn straight? Oh, I don't hate that. Probably not. I don't know. Why? But Julie, would you rather hang out with a bunch of gay people or a bunch of straight people? 100% gay people. That's why I watched That's why I watched exactly. so much Queer Eye this year when I was depressed and I didn't have a job. Jonathan Van Ness pulled me out of the dark depths of my couch with my hand in the Doritos bag into the light and taught my husband about skincare. I've never heard mm-hmm. it was yeah. beautiful, and he looks like Jesus. Amen. Oh, he does look like Jesus. Honestly, yeah. <clears throat> honestly, think about it this way: What if someone was like, instead of saying "Let's get this straight," they said "Let's get this gay." <laughs> that's I'd actually like, true yes. because I feel like, yes. yeah, that's. I hey guys, at my bachelorette party, when people say like "Let's," when people say that, be like, "No, no, let's get this gay." Because I do feel like <laughs> getting it gay. gay is getting it more right in a lot of ways. It means getting yeah. yeah. It means yeah. more. It's going to be better dressed. You're going to have more fun. Yeah. I'm, I'm three. I'm a beer and a half in. in. And we're only, we're only four points down the list. And I'm so excited for this. Oh, it's going to, oh, it's going to get weird. <laughs> oh, okay. So, um, obviously it took a while for us to learn that, um, president elect Biden became president elect. Um, a number of States had a hard time processing their votes. Their names are Georgia, Pennsylvania, Arizona, and Nevada. Um, they're getting President cold Trump. next year for Christmas. <laughs> I said they're getting what? cold next year for Christmas. Well, no, I thought we, I thought we got away with the coal industry. Oh, that's true. Right. Oh my god. 
it's it's bad for the environment. It's bad for the interior, God, apparently. It's it's, ba- it's bad for the interior. <laughs> saving up these zingers. <laughs> you can check steers. Uh, okay. So, um, President Trump, well within his rights, asked that there would be recounts. He also did a very normal thing and that he launched a number of presidential election-related lawsuits to look into the voting procedures in all of these states. However, that backfired. Um, so he launched lawsuits in Pennsylvania, Michigan, Wisconsin, Arizona, Nevada, and Georgia. All of those states, um, uh, like federal court and appellate courts, um, throughout the lawsuits because they were erroneous claims with no um, actual evidence and they felt that they were baseless. So none of them were actually ever, none of them were actually ever brought to court. So when the information was originally presented to the judges that, you know, that preside over everything, they essentially took them up and threw them away. Um, And then after that, President Trump, who still hasn't actually, um, he still hasn't announced a formal concession, um, eventually began the transition process from him leaving the White House to um, Joe Biden entering the White House. But the cool part about Joe Biden being elected is a classy broad from California named Kamala Harris, who was our first ever black and female vice president. Give it up for Mamala, everybody. Mamala. (laughs) (laughs) That should be your cold open. (laughs) Thanks. Um, who Kamala Harris has a really cool background. She was a prosecutor for the state of California um, out of the San Francisco area. She has a really great background as being hard on crime. Um, And I think that she is an excellent vice presidential candidate. She has an awesome record when she was a senator. Um, She makes a really good tuna salad. Um, And I just, I I could not be happier. Whether you are a Republican, a Democrat, a Rastafarian, that's a religion, never mind. Whether you are... (laughs) Whatever you um, subscribe to politically, you cannot get over the fact that we have a a black female vice president. Yeah, it's cool. It's definitely, you know, historical. That's something Elizabeth and I were talking about a couple of weeks ago. It's like, regardless of what your political opinions are, that is just factually breaking a barrier. It's setting an example for, sure. for you know, young women of color that see her on TV and are like, wow, like, you know, she looks like me. So it's a really, really cool thing. I will say, like, I think both Joe Biden and Kamala Harris, and I don't want to say this to be problematic in any way, but like, there are things in their past that I have questions about, and I'll be interested to see how they address them, you know, moving forward, because I still think it's very important, regardless of whether you like the person that won or not, you should always hold them accountable. And I think that, like, yeah. you know, they are, uh, like, our parents' generation. So not that there's anything wrong with our parents, but, you know, they are I, – I'm. Sh- I think that there are things in their past that maybe they did that they thought were okay or right at the time that I think now that they wouldn't do. And I just will be interested to see if and how that's addressed. And I'm holding my breath on that a little bit. Yeah, and I do, I do feel that they might be a little bit more mm-hmm. willing to hold themselves accountable and to answer those questions a little bit um a little bit better. yeah i agree i think if asked they they would address hope and hopefully that I, I will agree 100 yeah can i yeah. just can i just sure. make one really quick point and this is something that matt brought to my attention this week 
Kamala Harris actually said that she would not get the vaccine for COVID back in in September of 2020. And then she just received it Ugh. this week. So that, it, there's just there's just things it's like and it's little things like that. Right. It's like every politician's going to play the game a little bit. I think it's just like saying things that you need to to get through the situation that you're currently in. But I think it's just really important to put your health forward and I'm really proud of her for changing her mind and, and yeah and I agree. think that also before the vaccine was officially out there were a lot of concerns amongst a lot of healthcare workers and providers yes. too that was kind of like you know under this current administration because of changes that were made to the administration and and distribution of fundings yes. that there was some concern about the validity of the vaccine however once the vaccine did come out it was studied and vetted by many, you know, medical practitioners that wrote papers and, and published studies that were like, you know, this is a, and one of the buzzwords this year being unprecedented time when the world came together and there has never been a more, uh, synergistic, I just made up a word, uh, combination. Yeah. Combination of resources and funding to get this done for the globe. And so, you know, that was a big factor in the, you know, how this was expedited and ultimately, you know, the vaccine has been deemed safe. So, and I think too, people our age, our parents, even our parents' age, um, we've never been the first group of people to receive a vaccine. Yeah. You know, it's always been, you know, polio, measles, everything that's been, those inoculations have been given out for years before we were even born. Yeah. So I think a lot of people's wariness too is even like, oh, but like no one's had it before. It's like, but no one had polio vaccine before. No one had the measles vaccine before. No one had, you know, DPT, the the DPT vaccine. Like this, you know, there's, you have to be the first person for something and we're the first person for this. And I trust science. I trust science. And I think a lot of people's like trepidation and anxiety around this, especially when it first was, you know, kind of being discussed that the vaccine was just about to be ready. And even now, if people are still a little concerned, I think that's all very natural and valid. For sure. For sure. Yeah. Julie, what are you going to do? Are you going to be like, give me a shot in my mouth? So I am a little princess bitch. And my doctor always orders me the flu mist that you do up your nose. That's not an injection because I, no, you that's are not, not a thing. My point is, <laughs> I know that's not a thing. They Chanel presents COVID. COVID. Oh, oh, de toilette. Oh COVID. Oh, de toilette. COVID. Um, <laughs> God, they might uh, the perfume industry. I could, I would not be shocked. Anyways, um, but no, I mean, Brandon got his because he's a healthcare worker and got his on Tuesday. Yeah, Kyle's sister got hers the Wednesday before Christmas because she's a she's a PA. Yeah, yeah. and you know, I are you just gonna make out with him really hard? No, I think sort of like a chicken pox party. I plan to get my vaccine. I'm just trying not to think about it, and it's not relevant for me to worry about right now because it's not even available to me. So I will just. Do you want me to, when it's available, Julie, I will drive down and I will stay with Perfect. you for, I will stay with you that for a week great. and we will just do yeah, this together. We'll all, we'll all get it done together. It'll be like a fun COVID thing. Yeah. I think that sounds like a plan. A COVID party, but we'll a do different it. kind of COVID party. COVID vaccine party. COVID vaccine party. Um, so speaking of COVID 
though. Uh, basically, the entire presidential office got COVID-19. <laughs> and it all stems <laughs> from uh, a, an event in the White House Rose Garden, which somebody decided to redo. We're not going to name any names. Um, for the announcement of the nomination of Amy Coney Barrett, which came on the heels of Ruth Bader Ginsburg's passing. So we did lose Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg this year. Um, she had many, many illnesses. And um, she finally succumbed. She, uh, as we all know, was a, a leader in her field. And she was groundbreaking. And she did amazing things for women in law and just women in general in the United States. And she was definitely a voice um, for the women of her generation leading up until her passing. I 100%. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so um, when she died, um, President Trump swiftly announced his nomination, Amy Coney Barrett, um, and she went through her vetting process and her, um, so her, her questioning with Congress and the Senate, um, and then she was sworn in as Supreme Court Justice in Ruth Bader Ginsburg is Ruth Bader Ginsburg's position. Um, but at her nomination ceremony in the White House Rose Garden, somebody was asymptomatic for COVID-19 and effectively gave it to the entire White House. So the president, the first lady, all of their close knit staff, um, some campaign staff, basically everybody got it. Um, and the president was actually at Walter Reed um, for a few weeks where he received state-of-the-art treatment and then uh, was released once he was deemed um, no longer contagious. Did they ever do contact contact tracing? Excuse me. They did contact tracing, and that's when they figured out that who it was was at the Rose Garden ceremony. But I think per HIPAA, they can't release that person's name. That makes sense. Yeah, um, because they realized everybody got it at the same time, and they sort of just from there went backwards, and they were like, well, everybody was at this that person included. So those are, um, those are my big dog, like news topics, um, that I wanted to cover. Um, I have a few other things that I would like to, um, get into. Um, what should we uh, sprinkle it in with something light, something a little bit more fun? Yeah. I was going to say what's, yeah. Do you want me to go through? Yes, please do. Okay. I made a list, and it's it's totally for myself. <laughs> but um, I think you guys will like it. Um, it's it's my 2020 highlights. My my most like <gasps> things that happened in 2020. Yeah. I'm so ready. Are, are you guys ready? Okay. The only thing, and these are in no particular order, except for the yes. first thing. Are you ready? <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Kyle and I are just going to do the WAP dance at our first dance at our wedding. So important. The next thing was a personal anecdote that happened at my house. Christmas Eve, I taught my niece, my or Matt's four-year-old niece, oh, yeah. who the Golden Girls were. An hour later, she drags her dad into the kitchen to show him my Golden Girl magnets and tells him, those are Golden Girls. They're all queens. <laughs> I mean, they are. This is true. Yeah, she's not lying. From the right. mouths of babes, no, no. Elizabeth. The mouths of babes. <laughs> they all tell the truth. Vin Diesel debuted a song and it oh, was Oh, that's right. Fire. I don't remember it. 
I missed that. Oh my God. What? Is there a way we can lead out the episode with the Vin Diesel song? Um, I don't think so, but I can definitely... I don't know if it's like a copyright thing, but... That must not have... Sure. We're going to figure that out. But that must have come it, out when I was busy playing Candy Crush for like weeks at a time. Honestly, it's it's great. The next thing. Wayfair was sex trafficking or were See, they? I don't think they Me were. Either. The Instagram influencers beg to differ. Speaking of, but... speaking of sex trafficking, Ghislaine Maxwell oh, yeah. was arrested. And then and then Trump wishes oh, her well. So cute. Oh yeah. I have my list of um, fun and exciting things that happened throughout this year. The first one being um Schitt's Creek straight sweeping the uh. Emmys. Oh. And then the footage of Twyla, aka Dan Levy's sister, Sarah Levy, screaming every time a win was announced. I'm not gonna well, oh I was gonna say, I'm not gonna Tears lie. To I've eyes. said this a couple times this year, and I think it's like I'm pretty solid on it now. I don't often choose something that's new and be like, that's my favorite. I don't know why I'm weird about it. All my favorite movies are old movies. All my favorite shows are like from the 90s or like whatever, early 2000s. I'm like, these are my favorite things. However, Schitt's Creek might seriously be my favorite show. I think it is. Like yes. the 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 line that got me in the pilot episode where his dad comes in and the ceiling is leaking and he's wearing like a robe and he's like, "Why do you look like Ebenezer Scrooge?" And he's like, "That's not the issue here, David." And David goes, "My best to Bob Cratchit," and just rolls over and goes <laughs> to sleep. I literally, I was like, "This is my show. <laughs> These are my people." Yeah, it's. I I I could oh get God. into it, but I'll never stop talking about why it's so great. And and rant. And if you haven't watched it yet, Netflix is free for like thirty or sixty days. If you do a free trial, go create a new fucking email. I don't care if I get sued. Go get some Netflix and go watch some shit. And also, honestly, it's, it's syndicated on Comedy Central, so if you have on demand, you can watch the episodes. Damn, I yeah. will say, um, <laughs> I do think it's a generational thing. My mom and. I think it is true. My mom my couldn't, mom get, couldn't into get into it. My mother-in-law couldn't get into it. So I don't really know. Like, we all find it magical and they just don't get it. I think it is generational. Um, okay. So speaking of weird generational things that happened that I think hurt every millennial, millennial ever, J.K. Rowling being transphobic oh God, AF. I can't even talk about it. Oh, my God. I was oh, really I'm really sorry. You know, it was what she said. And then it was the doubling down and the tripling down. I mean, and then maybe even quadrupling down. I don't know. She honestly just was digging herself to fucking China. Like, I can't even. Like, it was, I, oh, I, it was ooh. weird. Oh, it was weird. I can't even look at my Harry Potter books anymore. It was honestly, it was one of those moments where, like, your parent comes in and they're like, I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. Yeah. Like, I, yes, that's how yes. I felt. I was like, I'm not even mad because you're so fucking ignorant. I'm just really fucking disappointed. Like, like you of all people, really? you had to be the one. You? Well, in brighter news from the other side of the pond, Harry and Meghan abdicate for a happier life. And move yeah, to I love Angeles. that for them. Don't blame them. Yeah, I think we all do. I am, however, disappointed that in their Christmas card, it's a fucking cartoon. So I don't actually know what the baby looks like. 
<laughs> I was like, uh oh. And it looks like they're playing in a doghouse. CJ's like, who's this fucking Simpson on my fridge? Why yeah, like here? I just want to see your little redheaded nugget. Like, show me your baby. Oh. I wonder when E is gonna make a reality show about them. Oh, I think they have to I think they have to ask Chris Jenner's permission first. Oh. Yeah. Um Rudy Giuliani's face melting oh, yeah. off. We'll never forget it. Also, speaking of that, uh if you haven't gone and listened to this podcast yet, I'm gonna plug it really quick. It is true uh Ooh. true crime obsessed. Obsessed with true crime. Um amazing. Um, Patrick Hines makes a makes a comment in 2017. Uh, he was talking about Rudy Giuliani, and he literally goes, "Trump's speech for lawyer, Mr. Giuliani." Like, like predicted the future Simpson style. It was wow, it was yeah, it was amazing. That's yeah. wild. Um, this is just my own personal thing. Um, I got an immersion blender. <laughs> oh yeah, that was written down before I got engaged. Yeah, so it's farther up the list than oh. I got engaged. It's immersion blender new stuff and then i got engaged <laughs> so we should probably highlight the i got engaged and we can for, scratch immersion soups, blender soups and sauces so that's my those are my um fun and exciting you guys highlights don't have any of... can we wait can we do a really quick oh yeah that's a good idea because i'm empty Russell, where's your father? <laughs> I'm ready. Okay, I have a wine refill. I'm good. I'm good to go. Refills. Okay, do you want me to go through really quick? I found three bullet points about all hope that died from the 19th. Yeah, I would actually like to hear that. <laughs> is it, is it, yes. Yes. Okay, so I want to preface with the fact that in like November, I called Julie and I was like, Julie. I have the best idea for a subject to cover on an episode. She was like, I'm working. And I was like, I don't care. And she was like, shoot. And I went and I said, we talk about how the pandemic of 1918 changed society, changed industries, was a revolution. All good things came from it. And she was like, well, what came from it? <laughs> and I was like, I'll get right back to you. Point. Let me look it up. I looked it up and I was like, never mind, we're not doing an episode on it. And she was like, why? Oh, I'll fucking tell you why. 1918. What came from 1918? Oh my gosh, it's my cookie. favorite thing. The yeah. fortune cookie. I love fortune cookies. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 1919. What? Yes. Are you ready for this one? The pop-up toaster. You mean a, you mean a regular toaster? <laughs> yeah, just a toaster. <laughs> Get ready for this one. This is going to sound real, real ironic. 1920. Why um, is that ironic? Because you can't put a Band-Aid on a virus. Because it was... <laughs> <laughs> we're just putting Band-Aids over, That's over exactly society. We're... Just Band-Aid it. I literally just moved to my floor. I'm now in the fetal position. It makes okay. me think of the scene in Big Daddy where he throws up everywhere. He just puts newspaper <laughs> down. Oh, just, my God. Just He should have eaten all that food and then jumped around stop, to the kangaroo stop, song. Stop talking about it. 
no 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 no. i'm gonna start crying i can't watch that movie i was at a wedding once and i that was the only thing on the cable tv in mobile alabama and my sister-in-law walked in to me eating uh 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 uh, fucking burger king i was eating burger king crying into my whopper jr okay because it was the court scene in big daddy and he was going (laughs) oh no and he can wipe his own ass no he he was going i won't play the kangaroo song i i can't i can't can't. oh my god no that movie makes me cry too I'm not well for oh, I'm not well for days oh my after I watch like it, it's it it haunts me I can't yeah I can't she can Julie can watch fucking Marley and me and not shed a tear <laughs> and then she can she watches Big Daddy from fucking I don't know what it is about that in particular a puddle movie. on the floor <laughs> whenever I'm on the phone um and Kyle asks me like. He's like, who are you talking to? I go, my friend. Yes, Uncle Remus. I know the catfish are you. It does have good moments. No, I I it tend does. to be what they would call an emotional cutter when I'm on my period. So, like, I'm already sad and I don't want to make myself feel sadder. It's this really weird thing. But, hey, it's cathartic for me. And I'll watch, like, The Boy in the Striped Pajamas. And it's just really, it's just, it's, I don't know. No, 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 no. What I like to do is I like to get real drunk off wine and then find whatever whatever cable network is then playing Steel Magnolias. Can you guys just be normal people? And my drink four my point of wine is, by and pick a oh, you act like I don't do that too. You act like I don't do that too. Yeah, I, like yeah, I, I send that too. To the garage. We've talked about this before, but um, my point is, as sad as like the freaking Holocaust <laughs> movie is, I won't watch Big Daddy even on my period when I want to watch that. <laughs> That's the end of my Big Daddy rip. I'm crying. I'm laughing so hard. I can't. It's the worst song. Why did they do that? And then he goes as the kangaroo for Halloween, and that guy doesn't have any candy. He just why did they do that? Why did they? Why did they destroy us all with that movie? I don't know. I'll be fucking honest. Cole. Oh, he is. is Yeah, but not Dylan. Just Cole. Anyways. Oh my God, not Dylan. No. <laughs> um, guys, I have sadly no highlights from this year. I didn't come prepared with highlights because it was bleak. You got no, I did get job. a cool new job. Well, I always forget that I got, got married this year. Got I always forget married, about that. It doesn't feel so, like this year. So I did actually. <laughs> I thought of one thing today, and I was like, Julie. I was like, Julie, you bitch. I was getting out of the shower and of course I'm like staring at myself in the mirror and I'm like bitch you can do better and I was like you know what it's the holidays and then I was like fucking Julie getting married in January everyone else is fat as fuck coming off the holidays and she's like oh what I'm in a wedding dress and I'm real skinny and now I'm gonna look even skinnier standing next to you fat bitches I swear it's I did a, I did a good thing for myself to get that's it I'm locking it in yeah. we're locking it in we're locking it in January is the time to do it for sure <laughs> uh well my favorite response to January was Elizabeth going yeah Please. no the clothes are more fun in January yes Yes. You can get fits off when it's cold but, um, outside. All right. Everybody's got a sundress, but you can get cool with it when it's cool back outside. Back to uh, 2020 and not January 2022, which is now apparently your wedding month, officially. We put it out there. Correct. Yes. I can't. Mm-hmm. It's been put into the. <laughs> so the what are your thoughts on resolutions? 
So here's here's my thing with resolutions. When people make them and then they put them on Facebook, who does? I then delete that person. Oh my god, CJ. You and I have a very similar strategy with getting rid of Facebook friends. I, I do, do it with birthdays, birthdays too. too. I do it with birthdays too. I do it with <laughs> birthdays too. Because I think to myself, if you if you are so like and I'm and I'm a rather vain person and I'm adult enough to admit it, but if you are so like caught up in who you are as a person to where you're gonna be like, this year I'm gonna make some changes. I'm resolving to be more patient. And, and more compassionate. And I'm going to take my dog on more walks. And then I'm like, and I've decided I don't need you in my life. Bye-bye. Um, because to me, it's just like this weird attention grab. Like you need people to be like, that's so big of you. And like, these are so great. Like you're putting it out right. there so people can applause you. Yeah. And that I don't, and I just, it's not, it's not my thing. So I, I love a good, like, I love a good word of affirmation, um, real into that. But when people put out a resolution, I smile to myself and I think, all right, all right, let's see here. So but I, just I think it's really don't really make New Year's resolutions, actually. No, I don't either. And I yeah, love them ironically. Like, I, it's fine if you do. I've never been good at sticking to them. I think most people aren't. Mm-mm. I really also like the idea of not going into a new year and putting so much pressure on yourself. Like, can we just 100%. enjoy the year and like sit back and like be a little present and stop like, you know, measuring how good our year was by whether or not we lost 15 pounds. Like this is not a healthy thing to do. At least for me, some people, if it, you know, everyone's different, but I personally, I don't make them. Elizabeth, your thoughts. Uh, okay. Here we go. One, I want. I remember that it lasted you a day cursing for Lent. It didn't work out. Oh, I just don't give stuff up for Lent anymore. It always results in me getting a headache. Number two, I'm really used to disappointments, so I don't really create New Year's resolutions. I just create like a goal, and it's typically, actually, it's not even consistent. I'll just tell you what mine is this year. I just want to fit my damn wedding You will. Dress. And that's, yeah, you will. You will fit in your wedding dress well, and you're going to look. two years old. Oh, something I did not consider, but you will fit into your wedding dress. You badass. I just want to fit in my wedding dress. I sent my seamstress an email the other day out of sheer anxiety and I said, Hold Have on, you put Beth. it on? <laughs> Beth, Let's you draw. have a, a minute. So, Elizabeth, what have your resolutions been in the past then? Um, my thoughts and resolutions are I agree with the fact that you shouldn't put too much pressure on yourself because, one, if you don't, succeed at your resolution mm-hmm. you shouldn't be hard on yourself two i'll counter that and say it's really great to have goals that you want to achieve however do not put a timeline on it um and so according to history.com the ancient babylonians were said to have been the first people to make new year's resolutions about five thousand years ago so they that is were old. The first to hold a recorded celebration in honor of the new year Although their new year didn't start in January, but it started mid-March when their crops were planted. So that was like the start of their year. Yes. And it was called Akitu, which sounds like a really fun name for like a husky. Being a weird dog girl, that's... Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or a Malamut. I can see that. But they would crown a new king and... um, Or they would reaffirm their loyalty to the reigning king. 
And then they would make promises to the gods and they would pay their debts and return any objects they had borrowed. So that's kind of what historians believe is the uh, spark that lit this burning fire of traditions of New Year's resolutions. Amen. That's it. Amen. So, yeah, I'm not going to go into the whole history of them, but that's what they think started so, it, and which is kind have, of interesting to me. I think about like what's a word that can that I can kind of like have in the forefront of my mind that will sort of like guide my actions, you know, throughout the year. So I know I told you guys about this earlier. I don't know if you guys thought of a word. You didn't have to. It's a free country. So I have a word. Um. Just and this is just it's very year specific to like what like I will be going into um, and like what Kyle and I will be going into together. Um, I am going to work on being a little bit more I think understanding. That's a good one. Yeah, um, because I've realized very quickly that I'm a lot more familiar with this process than he is. And I think I need to be understanding of the fact that I know things that he doesn't know. You mean understanding of what process or what process like getting married? Like this, like our wedding planning process. Yes. And then I don't, and I don't want my like frustration for his lack of understanding to like, well, and it's also going to be really good for you to be understanding of not just Kyle, but of your family and his family and everyone else's like the ancillary people that are involved in their feelings. Um, and then to better understand yourself and like what you want to out of this whole experience. I think that's a really good one. And I, had I focused on that going into the year planning my wedding, I think I would have gotten a lot more out of it. That's a good choice. Thank you. Elizabeth, I thought about that today. Except. Oh. Yeah. Um, and the fact that I don't fit my wedding dress, I just got fucking accepted. Well, what about also accepting your body the way that it is? That and accepting things that come mm-hmm. to you because no one could mm-hmm. fix no. 2020. No one could sit at their house and fix 2020. You just had to accept it. Um, so I feel yeah. like going into 2021, I have a better understanding of what acceptance looks like, and I'm going to try harder to. I love that. I think that's really in. good. Mine for next year is going to be kindness. What's yours, Julie? I think that I'm a kind person to begin with most of the time. Oh, this one I think for is sure. a little bit more geared towards kindness to myself. Um. Because, mm. yeah, ex- that's exactly where I was going to go with that, like self-care. self-care. I think that this year, I actually practiced pretty good self-care for a, I allowed my husband to kind of care for me and continue working when I didn't have a job. And I just kind of allowed myself to feel my feelings and like do what I had to do for my mental health this year. And I was kind to myself. Throughout that, I wasn't overly critical of myself through, like, losing my job and looking for a new job. And what I got out of that was I feel like more resilience and, you know, better self-esteem. And we're, you know, we can always improve ourselves in those areas. So my big thing for next year is going to be being kind to everyone, but also remembering to be kind to myself and telling myself, yes, sometimes 
you know, treating myself to things. I'm usually the last person, like if I want something, but a friend or family member wants something, I'm going to bump what they want above what I want. And I need to not do that every time now because then, you know, I'm not being kind to myself and the things that I want. So that's going to be my big thing next year. I sound really selfish, I feel like, but then that's not, but no, 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 don't, don't feel bad about being selfish because Julie, I was in the car today. I was on the way to work and I was so mad about something. And I literally was like, you know what? On that podcast today, <laughs> I'm going to say my word for 2021 <laughs> is me. It is me. It is it the really year is. of Elizabeth, motherfuckers. <laughs> and then, and then at that yeah. point in my head, I was like, I need to accept the fact that yeah. I am angry. Which you're allowed to be. You are allowed Accepting to be angry. your emotions, understanding your emotions and, and being kind to yourself. Yeah, I do. But you need to be more kind to yourself. And you need to be kind to yourself in the action of giving yourself a vaccine. To <laughs> We've come full Well, this is a really lovely wrap. I feel like we should do this at the end of every podcast, but we won't because it won't be a new year after every podcast. <laughs> no, it won't. But imagine nice. if it was. Say, Jay, how many more items um, I have you didn't get to? Four. Um, one, Walmart's being sued for playing a part in America's opioid epidemic. Um, true. Uh, two, that RV oh, blew yeah. up in Nashville. Yeah, right? That was tough. Oh, God. Uh, three, we have a vaccine! It's in all caps, so I oh. have to say it like that. Um, and then I actually wow. have up here at the tippy top, Aww. you two started a podcast. Because out of the darkness, you guys found a little light for yourself. Oh, I try. Some people say it. It was more like out of. It was more like out of unemployment. We found. We'll go with that. We can go with that. Yeah, (laughs) out of the darkness, we found light. Out of unemployment, I got a hobby. We got. We we got through through it. it. It was a lot. Um, I. It was a lot. I feel like Pam just walking over hot coals over and over again. I feel like I did in April. I'm just a little bit drunk. My I'm bloated <laughs> and I'm still in that same shirt from your bachelorette party, Julie. I'm bloated too. And that's because right as I texted you, I need to start eating better and not like a human raccoon. I literally dumped an entire jar of salsa into a bowl. I was going to say. And then I you said, wait. you said, Kyle, put the hot dogs on, like, baby. I'll be out of in his, an hour. Like, came out of his little <laughs> office where he plays his video games. And I looked at him and I was like, honestly, it's hot dog time. And I said, there's prize in the freezer, by the way. He was like, he was like, he was like, he was like, oh, yes. Yeah, and let me tell you, homeboy loves a fucking hot dog. If he could eat hot dogs day in and day out, he would. He would. Oh, we should. Ooh. That should be like when people leave. Yes. Like, are you drunk and hungry? Oh, my God. Let us get you an all beef hot dog. <laughs> Cheers, motherfuckers. All right. Cheers.